0: Hi everyone, welcome to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you're interested in any of the stories that I'm about to discuss and you want to read them for yourself, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find links to all of today's stories. So let's jump in with the first story of the week When Gay Men Do and Don't Seek Care. Researchers led by Mary Beck Griffin found that young gay men who experience healthcare care discrimination or are uncomfortable discussing their identities with their providers are less likely than others to seek coordinated care. On the other hand, gay youth who found an affirming environment and who trusted their provider got better care overall. Researchers say that that can make a big difference in things like catching chronic and mental health problems early. I think all of this is pretty intuitive to us, um, especially those of us who are LGBT and who have experienced discrimination or just had a provider that we didn't feel comfortable with. You know, it's just less likely that we're going to go back there or seek care more than we have to in general. But as always, it is very interesting to see all of this being backed up by research, which can help drive change. Next up, case threatens child welfare and more. Movement Advancement Project published a report on the potential implications of a Supreme Court case in which a child welfare service provider wants to be able to discriminate against LGBT prospective parents based on that provider's religious beliefs. The report found that... Uh, should this argument win and carry the day in court, it could impact all types of health and human services, not just the child welfare system, because often we do have governments contracting with private entities to provide these types of services. And, um, you know, this case could uh, allow all of them potentially to discriminate against LGBT people if they say that that's part of their religious or, you know, maybe moral beliefs. Our next story looks at PrEP users' behavioral health. Researchers in Amsterdam, led by RCA Archterberg, found that those starting PrEP, the HIV prevention treatment, had overall high rates of mental health issues, but that these issues did not increase over the course of PrEP use. Furthermore, drug use disorder and sexual compulsivity decreased significantly in the average of 2.5 years for which the study participants were followed. The results show the importance of considering behavioral health integration with PrEP services since the folks who were starting PrEP did have overall high rates of mental health issues, it also shows to me that, you know, at very least, um, PrEP is not having a negative impact on mental health, and it seems to be having um, some benefits, or at least is accompanied by benefits, which could be because people are more connected to care. Maybe it just shows that they were at a place in their life where they were, you know, um, taking taking more care of themselves. We don't know exactly the reasons, but it's definitely a good sign that, you know, there there do seem to be some positive connections between PrEP use and behavioral health. Next up, bisexual folks face higher risk. A study led by Michael Adelman found that bisexual folks in the UK faced more than six times the odds of engaging in self-harm within the past year compared to their heterosexual peers. Bisexual individuals also face disparities compared to their gay and lesbian peers, albeit lesser disparities than compared to um, heterosexual individuals. Anxiety, depression, and experiences of bullying and assault were factors that were frequently associated with self-harm among uh, bisexual individuals. In our next story, Rule Allowing Trans Discrimination Held Off CNN reported that a court has put on hold a recent federal rule that would have allowed discrimination in healthcare on the basis of gender identity. The judge says that the rule violates the Supreme Court's recent Bostock decision from earlier this summer, in which the High Court said that gender identity discrimination was included in sex discrimination. That case, um, as you probably know, was looking specifically at employment, but a lot of courts are now looking at the language that the Supreme Court used. They're looking at the language of that employment non-discrimination law, and they're saying that this is going to apply across the board, where we have laws that prohibit sex discrimination, that discrimination based on gender identity is just part of that, as as part of the the definition of, of the word as it appears in the law. The change um, that the federal administration was making to allow um, discrimination against transgender individuals accessing healthcare is now on um, pause as the case moves forward through the system, probably likely to, to go up to the Supreme Court again if I had to guess. And finally for this week, celebrating humanitarian workers— UNAIDS recognized World Humanitarian Day and explained how, now more than ever, humanitarian aid is critical for individuals around the world to access HIV care. The U.N. honored humanitarian workers by sharing their stories and the impact that they've had on the lives of vulnerable populations, both before and during the pandemic, and you know, how they'll continue to impact those folks after the pandemic. If you're looking for just kind of a positive, um, you know, pick me up and and looking at good things that are happening and have happened all around the world in the face of adversity, just search for World Humanitarian Day and you can check out that website with um, some great videos and stories there. All right, well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT wellness roundup. As always, all of those stories are available on our blog at blog.lgbthealthlink.com. Dot .org thanks for listening and tune in next week for another edition of the roundup